Hi, I'm Liz Kapko, and I'm the host of the L Podcast. This podcast is all about L's, so letting go what doesn't serve you, learning who we are, what we want out of life, and how the hell to get there, leveling up in life, and most importantly, learning to love ourselves in the process. So let's go. Good morning and happy Thursday. I did not forget that it's Thursday. I turned 31 yesterday and I thought as I kind of reflected on these three decades that I've been alive, I realized I'm not where I thought I would be. And so I kind of want to talk about that. Um, As I've mentioned in past episodes, like I've kind of felt a little bit lost, like my purpose, you know, what do I enjoy? And and I feel like that's normal, right? Like we we change as individuals, our priorities change, our interests change. Like I just started watching Bridgerton, which I never thought was something I'd enjoy, but holy hell, I can't stop watching it. So like things change, we change. And so it's only natural that, you know, we we also have to change our goals. We also have to change how we spend our time, right? And so I've I've been struggling with that part and I've been doing some journaling, been doing trying to do some reflection to kind of learn more about myself and get in touch with myself if that makes sense. And one of the ways that I've done that in the past is I've done like vision boards. Like okay, how do I see my life in, you know, the next year, in the next five years, what do I want that to look like? What does my day-to-day life look like? And so I, I create these vision boards, like graphics with, you know, like a collage of pictures to kind of show like, this is what I want my life to look like in the next year or five years. And so I've done that in the past and I thought about doing a new one because I try to do one every year, right? Especially around New Year's time, we all have new goals, resolutions. And so doing that really helps me kind of set myself up, set my goals for the year. And I was looking at an old one and I was like, what the hell was I thinking? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I was completely unrealistic and completely naive to how long things take and what I can control and what I can't. And that is something I've always struggled with. Like that's where a lot of my anxiety comes from because I realize how much I can't control and that stresses me out. And it's something I'm working on, believe me. Stress management is something I will always be working on. But realizing that there's a lot of things I can't control And accepting that has really helped. So, for example, um, a vision board I made probably when I was like 25. I had, you know, wedding pictures, you know, just like a veil, a dress, you know, just typical pictures that represent weddings. I had um, a big house. So one of those like custom built houses with a nice porch, um, with a rocking chair on the porch, you know, flowers. Like, it's a big house. Um, I had, like, student loan debt paid off. I had, 
you know, vacations. I had pictures of people on the beach. I had this like image of what I thought my next year would look like at 26. And that obviously didn't happen, right? I, life happened, but what I thought was life didn't. And so that, that disconnect can really cause a lot of problems, a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety and stress, because, you know, we have a very fixed image on what life is supposed to look like for us or what we want, but then life never matches that, right? And that's out of our control. There's a lot of things that are out of our control, but we, what we can control is how we accept those things, how we respond to those things. And so when I was 25, um, that was when my mom passed away and I didn't get married. The person I was dating at the time was not the right person for me. I, you know, didn't have kids the next year because that also takes time. And so a lot of things happened that year and it was the complete opposite of what I pictured. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't do all the things. I don't, I had pictures of like traveling and beaches. I hate beaches. (laughs) Like, why did I have that on there? But these are things that we figure out about ourselves as we go. So I don't like beaches. It's hot. It's sun. You know, skin cancer runs in my family. I don't like being outdoors on the beach because sand gets everywhere and I don't need that all up in there. I don't like beaches. And I can't swim. So, right? Not the best place for me. And there's sharks. Yeah, no thanks. But I love going for hikes. And so one of my last vision boards had pictures of like mountains and like camping, like that I enjoy. And so it's, it's sometimes hard to accept that we're not where we want to be because what we thought we wanted, we actually don't and our priorities change. And so I always, for many of my vision boards, I had those like wedding, house, babies, wedding, house, babies, wedding, house, babies, like the standard American dream checklist, right? Get married, have kids, get a house. I mean, probably not in that order, but you know, there's this checklist that we all feel like we're supposed to have done by a certain time, right? And I really struggled with this, as you could probably tell from all my vision boards, because one, you can't force marriage, right? If you, It takes time to find the right partner. It takes time to build that trust and build that foundation and build that relationship to the point where you both know each other well enough to know that, yes, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. Yes, this is a person that I would want to co-parent with. It takes time to figure those things out. So you can't rush that. You can't just pick a random person off the street and be like, yeah, I'm going to marry this person next year. I mean, you can try it, you know, to each their own, but it takes time. And that's not something that you can necessarily force. Having kids, also something you can't force. Again, making the assumption that you found a partner that you want to have kids with. Well, there's always a chance of health risks. So, you know, what if you have infertility? What if you have other health conditions that make getting pregnant hard? What if... um You don't want to have kids, but you want to adopt instead. Well, what does that process take? It's definitely probably more than a year. Um, You know, how much money does it take to have IVF or to adopt or to even have kids? You know, 
kids are expensive. So say having some savings is probably a good idea. And so there's these all, all these other little things that, you know, you need to think about, but all we focus on sometimes is the big goal. And that's a huge problem in society. And especially for very goal oriented, you know, highly driven people is that, you know, we're told make these vision boards, dream big. Well, yeah, I, I dreamt big. All right. You know, marriage, wedding, kids, those were my big dreams, but I didn't think about all the little things that it would take to get there because that's not what we're told to do. We're not told to think about the little things like have a savings account. Like that's not something we celebrate. That's not something that we put on our list of our goals for the year. We just focus on the, have the big flashy things, right? And so when you don't have those middle steps and you only see the big step, the finish line, one, it can seem so far. I remember feeling so disappointed every year when I had to like, okay, I guess I'll add this back to my vision board because I didn't achieve it. Well, if I would have put the little steps on there, I definitely achieved a bunch of little steps every year. And so it would have looked way more successful, way more rewarding to see a vision board that I achieved because it was actually attainable versus just these big flashy goals that I never reached because they actually take time and they actually take a lot of other little steps that build upon each other, right? And so... I just turned 31 and I guess I, I'm realizing I had no idea what being an adult actually meant. <laughs> like it took my 20s to really figure out who I am to an extent, what my priorities are. But I think most of my 20s was spent figuring out what I don't want. I spent you know, years in relationships that were not the best for me. I mean, I spent years in a relationship with myself that was not healthy, that I didn't want. I wasn't the person I wanted to be. And it wasn't until probably my last year when I turned 30 that I finally was like, okay, I think I'm liking the person I'm becoming. I'm, I'm becoming the person that younger me would have looked up to. And that's what I want. That's all I can ask for, and that's all I've wanted. And so a couple of weeks ago, I dyed my hair blue. It's something I've always dreamed of, you guys. Like, since I was a teenager, you know, I always wanted to dye my hair crazy colors, be fun. And, and I get that that's not for everyone, right? But this is something I always dreamed of. I always wanted to have fun colors, you know, be inksy, you know, be fun. And I never did it. High school, I was in JROTC, um, which is like a junior military program in high school. And so we had to have, you know, neutral, natural colors. So couldn't do it through high school. When I got to college, I was very much focused on, you know, being wild and doing all these other leadership opportunities. And so I, you know, quote unquote, didn't think it was professional. So I didn't do it. And then came grad school, and I'm surprised I didn't even lose my hair in grad school, so I didn't want to do anything to it. Um, But also, I think just for the most part, I never made time for it. And that is holding myself accountable, right? Admitting that I just didn't make time for it, because it took, what, a weekend to do it? 
a couple hours to do it. But it's making the effort and making the time to either set the appointment at the salon or go to the salon supply store and get the things that you need. So I never made time for it. Like that's, that's why I didn't do it. I never made the time for it. And I don't think I've, well, I mean, I probably have, I've done many things, but this is one of the few things that I've done that have brought me so much joy, so much joy, you guys. Like I really feel like I'm the woman that 14 year old me would have looked at in the street and been like, yeah, I want to be her when I grow up. And that makes me so happy. And it took me 31 years to get here, (laughs) right? And I have my, you know, this wild blue teal hair. And, you know, when I pair it with my eyeliner and my red lipstick, it just really pops. And I feel like a comic book villain, even though everyone says you look like a superhero. I was like, I was really shooting for villain, but okay. Um, Just kidding. And so I, I just feel very fun. Like I look the way that I wish I would look when I was younger. And after doing that, it really made me think like, what else have I not been making time for? Like this, I finally checked this off my list, you know, my bucket list, whatever you want to call it. I finally did one of the things that I always wanted to do. And I do have to thank Jamie for this because we were at the salon back in like March. He was getting a haircut and I don't remember what I was getting. And I was, you know, talking about like, oh, I want to dye my hair for my birthday. You know, I'm turning 30. Might as well, you know, if not now, when? And he's like, Liz, we've been together for five years and you've been saying that ever since we started dating. You need to actually do it. And so like he called me out and I'm so glad he did. (laughs) And that's why it's important to like, you know, share your goals and share your dreams with people because they can call you out when you know, you, you just keep talking about it, but don't walk the walk. And so I realized that like, okay, what else am I not making time for? And, and I'll be honest, this recovery period from my surgery has kind of forced me to slow down and, you know, spend more time with myself and, you know, think that's, you know, every introvert's worst nightmare is having to spend time with yourself and think. But I realized that I wasn't making time for things that brought me joy. And I know that that really contributes to my my problem with not knowing my purpose, not, you know, feeling fulfilled, you know, things like that. And so I've been making time to actually read in the afternoons. I used to love reading growing up. Like my my face was always in a book as a kid. Like I loved Nancy Drew. I had a collection of her, of the books. I loved Harry Potter. I read all the books. And I used to love reading. And of course, school ruins that for us, you know, because we read so much for school that we just retired. We don't want to read anything else, even if it is for pleasure. And so I started reading again and I really enjoyed it. It actually helped me sleep a little bit better because I'm not just on my phone all the time. Um, I've made time for crafting. Um, So I finally busted out my Cricut. Uh, It's like a arts and crafts machine that like can cut things intricately. It can cut different materials like cardstock, vinyl, craft. Um, I think like it even cuts um, fabric. So there's a lot of things you can do with it. And 
So I've been using that to make gifts for people. And that's brought me a lot of joy. And I've made time to just watch TV. And not that I wasn't watching TV before, but I've always like watched TV while doing other things, while eating, while, you know, scrolling through my phone. And so I've made time to like put everything aside and actually just watch. And it's maybe not the best use of my time, but again, so relaxing is just as important as being productive. And relaxing is being productive, right? It's healing. And so I've made time for these other things in my life. And I'm slowly, I feel like, getting to where I want to be. And so this concept of I'm not where I want to be, but I'm where I need to be. Like, it took time to meet Jamie. We met in grad school. We met in counseling. So, you know, I wouldn't have gone to counseling if I hadn't gone through grieving of losing my mom. Not that I'm saying that, you know, I'm glad she died. I'm not. But, you know, things happen at the time that they need to happen. And it's 99.9% never at the time that we want them to happen, right? And that's hard. But once we accept that fact that, like, things are going to happen when they organically need to, that's so much more relieving. Like that's less stress on our shoulders to force these things, to make these things happen. That's less expectations on ourselves. And so I always thought that, you know, growing up, being an adult meant that by like 25, I would be married, have kids, have a house, that, you know, I'd have a career. I just found my dream job this year, right? It took 30 years to finally get my dream job. And even then, some people, it takes longer, and that's okay. You know, people change careers. I Who knows if I stay in this job forever? I really enjoy it. I hope I do. But I also know that if other opportunities come that sound better, then I just have to follow my gut and, you know, take other opportunities as they come. Will they come? I have no idea. But if they do, I just have to keep an open mind. And so when we have this like very blinders on, like, right, like tunnel vision on this is what life needs to look like based on what society has told us, based on what our parents have told us, based on what our culture has told us, we don't see all the other opportunities that are around us that might lead to an even better life, that might be more aligned with what we want. And so I sometimes think about the other people I've dated in the past and I look at Jamie and if I would have met Jamie first before all these other people, I probably wouldn't have dated Jamie. And that's because at that time, at a different time, I would have had different priorities. I wouldn't have known what I wanted I wouldn't have gone through relationships that showed me the things I didn't want in a relationship and showed me what a bad relationship is so I could look for a good one. And so you have to go through those things. You have to live life in order to make your own life. And I I remember as I was thinking about this, hearing my mom and, and hearing my brothers like, oh, you know, my kids are doing this and I tell them not to do that and they won't listen. And 
my mom, you know, talking about my brothers, like, you know, they're doing this and I tell them not to do that. And I tell them to do this instead. And I remember hearing my mom say those things and it would break her heart to see her kids suffer and to not be able to do anything about it. Right. Whether it was relationships, whether it was dealing with their own kids, it always really hurt my mom to see her kids suffer. And I think that's most parents, right? Like we, if they can protect their kids, if they can help them avoid pain, you know, they would. But she always also told me the only way for them to figure out things is for them to do it themselves. Only that way will they learn. And it was really hard for her to watch her kids, you know, trip and fall. But that's the only way they learn to get back up. And the same goes for ourselves. The only way to know what we want is to try things. The only way we know what we don't want is to try things, right? And so I might not be where I thought I would be at 31 based on, I don't know, 25-year-old Liz, 14-year-old Liz. Gosh, 14-year-old Liz probably would probably thought that 30-year-olds were old, which I mean, I feel like it, but we're not. And yeah, my perspective of what an adult is has drastically changed. Like I still have a lot to grow. I still have a lot to learn, but I'm okay with that. And even though I thought I would be at a different point in my life when I was in my 30s based and I'll, I'll say this, I think our concept of where we should be in life is because we look up to people. And so I always looked up to my brothers. I, I still do. And so they took a very different path than me. A lot, you know, my brothers got married young, had kids, got jobs. And so in my mind, that's what an adult looks like, because those are the examples I was supposed to follow. And so that's why I thought by 25, I need to be married, have kids, have a house, because that's what my brothers did. You know, they have kids, they, they've all settled down. And I was, you know, the wild card that didn't get married until she was 30. And that's okay. Like, that's the timeline that worked best for me. And at the end of the day, that is absolutely all you can do is follow the path that works for you. Follow the timeline that works for you. I cannot imagine 25-year-old Liz having kids. Like, she could barely take care of herself. She still had a lot of healing to do, a lot of figuring herself out to do. And I'm so thankful that she's, that she did that. I'm so thankful that past me, you know, made time to go to counseling, made time to, you know, get to know Jamie and build that relationship because we have a very strong marriage because it's based off of friendship first. And we have that solid foundation that, you know, we can conquer anything that comes our way because of it. And so I'm thankful that I took the time to take those, you know, those little steps instead of focusing just on those big goals on my vision board. And so I'm very excited about where I am, even though I might not show it um, or might not feel it all the time, but I feel like I'm 
I'm at a new chapter, right? And I'm I'm at the point in my story where I realize I can do more. I can be more. And that is such an empowering feeling. And I really, really hope that you also get to that point where you realize it's not about age. It's not about what year it is. It's not about what you haven't or have accomplished. It's about realizing that if you want to do things, if you want to dye your hair blue, if you want to start doing crafts, if you want to start reading more, you just have to make that decision and then make the effort and the time for it. And I mean, not to be sappy, but yeah, life is short. Time is short. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. And so we we can't live the paths and the timelines for other people. We have to do it for ourselves. And so I'm starting to live life for myself. I am starting to give less fucks about what people are going to think or what they're going to say or what they think I should do or wear, you know. I'm going to dye my hair blue and I'm probably going to dye it purple after that and then maybe pink after that. And yeah, it is what it is, but I love it. It makes me happy and that's all that matters. So one of the things that I will continue doing into my 31st year of life is this podcast. So thank you if you've been listening. I really love hearing everyone's feedbacks and comments and I will talk to you next week. Bye. this podcast was helpful, please share it with a friend, with a coworker, with a neighbor, with a stranger down the road. Uh, help me spread this knowledge as far as possible because we all sometimes need a friend that's there for us, that's looking out for us. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening in and I'll talk to you next time.